The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. stars. Welcome. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And welcome to episode three. We are building the collection here in our new adventure, new podcasting adventure. And for this episode, we're going to focus upon a topic that I wanted to kind of have a a very uh, good general guide to uh, be able to refer people to about an astrological, I guess we could call it a phenomenon at this point, but I, I, I believe and I have been such an observer of how when this particular cycle comes into play and it recurs quite often uh, within our human experiences from above, of the infamous Mercury retrograde. And there is so many things circulating out there. And, you know, in even in the metaphysical healer world, there are so many things that are just like everything else in the world today. You have to discern the information properly. And a lot of people misunderstand what Mercury retrograde is. And and I've observed this for, you know, I've been doing this work for, well, I've technically been doing it since I'm seven, but um, I didn't uh, get into the career portion of the program until about 22 years ago. So, uh, you know, over this time frame, I've always watched people Whenever Mercury retrograde reoccurs, uh, which we're going to get into all the how that happens and how often it happens and and what Mercury retrograde is and what Mercury retrograde is not. Um, it is not, first of all, there's just so much fear, confusion, and people don't know what to do during this time, they, they don't navigate it well because they don't have the foresight nor the tools to to work with it amicably. And that's when I uh, developed years back, um, now I do workshops all the time called Mastering Mercury Retrograde uh, because there is this mastering of it if you truly understand how to utilize it. And the most important thing to understand about Mercury retrograde is that it is a cycle of reflection. Pretty much like how we have a full moon every month and the, the moon will, uh, after it peaks in opposition, it wanes for two weeks until we reach our next new moon. And this is also a natural monthly cycle of reflection. And it doesn't mean you're not going to move forward in your life, but it is not 
astrologically favored that you're putting your foot on the gas as strongly as you could be during the waxing phase of the moon, which is from any new moon once a month to the next full moon. So we ebb and we flow from that lunar understanding. And then what cycles in and flavors that natural ebb and flow comes from what we understand when we're working with what Mercury retrograde will bring in. And I'm going to also cover how Venus and Mars are also important to understand when they retrograde, um, which is not as often as Mercury by any means, but being that the three, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, are the inner planets that we look at in astrology. So when their current transits are in this retrograde cycle of reflection, we want to be, you know, more attentive and monitoring of what we are doing for the future and be more mindful of what we're trying to put out there instead of, um, again, pushing that foot on the gas. Uh, Mercury or any Venus, Mars retrograde, they all will ask us to look at particular areas of our life and of course, knowing your personal forecast and how they're affecting your, your particular natal chart is the key in also uh, your personal mastery of Mercury retrograde. But we always have this collective energy that, you know, when we're out and about in the world, we're watching all of this quote unquote weirdness go on and life is not going according to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in this busy bubble world that I will repeatedly keep saying every episode, you know, we are trying to shift out of that during this time in our current history is realizing how, you know, we have overscheduled, overtaxed, stayed too busy, and, you know, we're working within a collective system that isn't supporting natural cycles because we are out of alignment with with what these cycles are trying to ask us to pay attention to in our life from above um, as we're working with our human experiences down here below. So once again, when Mercury is retrograde, ever retrograde, it is a cycle of reflection. Mercury will retrograde round and about three times during any calendar year. Sometimes it will reach a fourth pass. And that would be if we opened a universal year in January under one, and then we would maybe catch the fourth one by the close of that same year. That's when we'll sometimes have a, a, a fourth one in effect. But majority of the time, it is three times a year that we will experience uh, what Mercury retrograde is about. And it will occur for about three weeks, which is 21 days. And here's an interesting thing about it. When we take, and this is where, you know, my math geekness comes into play. When you take the 21 days and you take all the hours within that 21-day time span, and you add it all up for that around and about three times a year, 
it will equivalent to the amount of hours we would sleep during any given calendar year average, you know, on an average. And I know some people tell me lately they're not sleeping very well. So <laughs> that, that, um, that uh, time frame may be a little different depending on all of our personal experiences right now. But when you, when you think of it in that terminology or in that analogy alone, Mercury is a rest period. It, it is, you know, astrology is so delicious this way that, that it allows us to have these periods where we are, we want to give ourselves the permission to slow our life down, you know, to, to make more conscious decisions and, and maybe, again, not be putting that foot on the gas. Uh, and we'll get into like what I call the, the rules of retrograde. Uh, that I have, you know, uh, made, uh, you know, kind of my astrological standard for people to understand of, you know, what you can do to get through this cycle without thinking, I need to be wrapped up in chaos, I need to be fearful of Mercury retrograde. I see that all the time, you know, you you watch your social media feed, and, and when it's Mercury retrograde, and, and people are you know, posting these things like, ah, and, you know, and they're all persnickety and, and, and just in a bad frame of mind that it's Mercury retrograde. And again, that was what motivated me to come up with the mastering Mercury retrograde, uh, e-learning and, and just different workshops I've done over, over, uh, especially the past decade to, you know, truly help people navigate this cycle with grace and, you know, have the results that you want because you're consciously giving attention to what you need to be reflecting upon. And if you do that when it's Mercury retrograde, you're going to get the results that you want versus trying to force matters because, you know, you can't force things under Mercury retrograde. I mean, you can try. I always tell people their free will can do whatever it sees fit. Um, but if you want more seamless results, you've got to honor what the reflection is asking you to do. Uh, and there's joy in that. There is joy in reflection, especially when we're taking it at the appropriate time. So, and why is Mercury such a, a, a you know, a, a conundrum <laughs> as it's become when it's retrograde is because it is the planet, the, our inner planet, it's the closest to, you know, how everything works in their orbit around the sun. So it's the planet that it's very highly, um, you know, instigating things. And if you understand, um, the planetary kind of, uh, the kind of mythology behind it. Mercury is our messenger. He is the transfer of all communication, our information. He makes everything move in life. He governs our travel, the mechanisms that allow us to do so. That would be planes, trains, automobiles, you know, the whole, the whole, um, gamut there. And he also governs over any electronics because, of course, electricity is also a movement-oriented thing, concept. So 
what we notice is that these communication, the information, the moving, the traveling, and our electronic devices of all kinds, which also includes the internet, um, things don't work quite amicably when we have a Mercury retrograde engaged. They're a little offset. We notice our phone doesn't work right. Maybe we have to reset the internet a little bit or we have to have it repaired. Um, you know, all of these things happen. We have rerouting in our schedules. Planes are delayed. Trains are delayed. Everybody's, you know, telling you, oh, I'm going to be 20 minutes late. Or, oh, I'm sorry, I've got to cancel our appointment today. We need to reschedule. And, you know, all of these things show up. And when people don't allow the change to happen when Mercury is retrograde and they want to force that, oh, but we have to stick to the schedule. Well, Mercury in retrograde is not going to, nine times out of ten, it's not going to allow you to do that. So we want to work with the cycle to the best of our ability Um, and allow ourselves, again, to honor what reflection is and where it is personally happening in our life. Because there's always one area of that 12 pieces of your zodiac pie that any given Mercury retrograde is happening in. So as we're looking at any three of them throughout a calendar year, where it was the last time isn't where it is the next time and so on and so forth. So you, you, you'll have in your personal forecast every year, the, the Mercury is going to affect three different areas of your life and it'll keep bebopping all around that wheel as you keep um, working with honoring reflection because these areas of your life are like, it's like, you know, the card is up. <laughs> this area of your life is is asking for the reflection. And again, depending on how that math particularly works in your natal chart, it may cross over into a different area of your life under the retrograde. If it, if it crosses over where the, what we call the houses will, you know, the cusp of a house where, you know, there's a definitive mathematical point that the Mercury will cross back from one area of the life and and go back into the next. So you may have a little bit of a a, a two area of your life soul homework to do whenever it may be Mercury in retrograde. So we're going to talk all about uh, how there's a numerical vibration to the name Mercury retrograde. We're going to dive into the lexigrams before we're through today. Um... But right now I want to cover the do's and the don'ts of the retrograde. So we've got, you know, things that we are, you know, again, astrologically advised. Again, your your, your free will can do what it will and what it wants. But one of the most key things to understand, because when you're looking at the planet that guides the communications, information, movement. It's also our mentality, our thought process, and all of these things. And because it's retrograde, all of those capabilities are slowed down. So the functionality of any of those things, that's why things are so offset and you're stuck in traffic 
you know, all of these kinds of things and you get rerouted or, you know, whatever the case is in uh, the personal experience, there's, there's always this, you know, you put an order in and it, and it didn't go through or the email didn't send off correctly. Um, but this is why it happens is because when Mercury is retrograde, human error is highest than any other time of the year. So this is why astrology dictates your forward thinking and planning for the future is not well supported. So you don't want to be, you know, launching a business, signing important contracts, um, you know, putting a product out into the world. You don't, I always tell people don't get married under Mercury retrograde. Um, don't buy a new car under Mercury retrograde because you tend to buy a lemon. Um, you, you don't want to be engaging in any new relationship, purchasing a new phone, um, or even buying a new home. Because none of these things, because you're you're trying to start something brand new, and if you implement it under Mercury retrograde, it's it's kind of like you know thinking of you know you're building something in a foundation of sand, and in the moment of Mercury retrograde, maybe you're totally excited and it, and it does seem plausible, but because that human error is very high and our thinking is not working in the most optimal way possible, we tend to make these decisions. And then once the Mercury retrograde is over with and we're working with the um, shadow of it, and I'll get into the approach in the shadow and, wh and wh what is important to understand about those periods is that th there's no sustainability. And what you do is you make all these very important decisions at a time when once it goes, once that Mercury is forward again, you're going to realize, oh my God, look at all, oh my God, look at the mistakes. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, I missed that detail. Oh, oh, this wasn't the right choice. And then we go through the correction period and, and we soon realize, especially close to, you know, under that shadow period, and sometimes it'll happen a little later on, uh, we just notice there's, there's just no staying power. It, it, it just doesn't last, um, you know, as, as much as we would prefer. And that, that's the greatest rule of thumb under retrograde is that you, you want to hold off to the best of your ability on making important and major decisions and implementing and putting anything brand new into your life and working with it like, oh, this is just going to be the best thing since sliced bread, you know, and it's just not going to work out that way. So what we want to do is work with mastering Mercury Retrograde. And again, once again, honoring it as a cycle of reflection, because what it wants is it wants us to get out our RE vocabulary. Any word that begins with RE is what we are so meant to be doing under the retrograde passage. So we want to reassess things. 
We want to reroute things. We want to reconnect, reconsider. We're going to sit and recharge. We're going to try to rest. And if we certainly can, we want to relax. Because what's also very... Um, Mercury also rules the nervous system and the body. So we tend to be a little more on edge. And, we, you know, we, if we're out and about in the world and we're watching all of the, you know, the average person doesn't know it's Mercury retrograde. So they're running around doing, doing all these things and they're getting caught up in the conundrums. And then we're watching people like, you know, again, ha, ha, have a kind of a meltdown. And, and we can avoid all of that. Um. Because we want to take a relaxed approach to our life whenever it's Mercury retrograde to the, you know, the best of our ability. Um, it's a perfect time to be reorganizing wherever, especially reorganizing the area of our life that it's personally happening in our, in our forecast. Because that's where that focus, that RE focus is, is asking to happen. That's where the reflection is, is asking, just do it. Just do it. Do your soul homework here. Or don't complain later. <laughs> it's a great time to research. Um, a lot of people, when they understand the value of Mercury retrograde, they, they tend to retreat a little bit more. They, you know, they, they don't go out in the world as much if, you know, that's the way that they can, you know, schedule their life. Um, and you'll notice again, Every Mercury retrograde, there's always rescheduling going on. People have appointments, they have to cancel. You got to do it next week or, you know, whenever you can redo it. Um, and, and the other, like, I, you know, had said that the finding the joy in the reflection is, is when we get into this reconnective energy and what we say, like a rekindling and, and we're working with what all ready exists. And that is what Mercury wants when retrograde is, hey, I'm I'm coming along here every about every, you know, three times a year for my 21 days of reflection. And, and I want you to take time to rekindle and reconnect and and work with what that means so you can slow it down. And utilize your patience and and just enjoy what that is. And that's where you get the reward of Mercury retrograde is because you're, you're working with that. Uh, so many people, if you've already, you know, had anything established uh, with like relationships, for example, you, you notice if you hadn't perhaps talked to the person in, in quite some time, they'll come back out of the woodwork and, and reconnect with you under a retrograde or you randomly run into them somewhere, which isn't so random, actually. That's just the energy of the Mercury retrograde uh, working for you. And then you reevaluate what that connection is about and, and why, why are you connection? Why are you connected? Um, and it, it also allows us with things, again, that already exists. So I always say it's a perfect time. You know, so many of us, we, we start many things in life and then maybe we put it on a shelf and it gets a, a little bit dusty. And, and the Mercury retrograde is perfect to pull it off and clean up that dust and, and recreate it and see what that's about and work with the unfinished projects. 
or any creative nature. Um, returning to creativity, um, again, existing things, not launching new stuff, but working with, um, you know, that kind of thing. Or if you have an existing business plan, um, that hasn't been implemented yet, it's a good time to reframe and restructure it and reorient it so that when you're going forward under that shadow, which I'll explain that in a minute, you're, you're going to move forward with it in, you know, just having it be what you want it to be versus build it and then put it out there under a time when it's just going to be a real shaky foundation that you're dealing with. So, and because we're always dealing with that rescheduling and the rerouting and, you know, all, all of these things, the, the, the most important thing to do with the Mercury retrograde is to make sure you always have during these time frames is the backup plan and go with the backup plan and flow with the backup plan and don't allow the rerouting part to aggravate and frustrate you because the joy is in where you got rerouted to. And that's where you're meant to be going instead. But when we get, you know, kind of stuck and we, oh, this isn't going to work out the way I wanted. No, the backup plan is what's supposed to work. And sometimes, you know, we say you got to have, you know, plan B ready to go. And, and depending on the intensity of the Mercury retrograde itself, because that's another thing about any Mercury retrograde. No two moments in time are ever the same way twice. So every time Mercury comes back around, it's always in a different sign. It's going to be aspecting different planets. It's going to be presenting different challenges than the last Mercury retrograde or the next one that'll be on the way. So every Mercury retrograde has a bit of a different flavor as far as the energetic pulse of it. But the, you know, these rules of thumb that we're talking about are, um, you know, just they're standard to follow for any particular Mercury retrograde. So, um, and when we have these adaptability tools at, you know, at our disposal, um, again, we're, we're going to make the, the most of this. Um, it's a great time to tap into your meditation. Get back on the yoga mat if you haven't visited that in a while. If yoga is your thing, get into journaling. Um, you know, whatever it is that you like to do that allows that downtime to serve your highest good and to, to you know, savor it and you know, kind of just soak it up and, and stand in that reflective water and let it, let it heal you. Um, you know, Mercury retrograde is a cycle of healing as well. It, 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 reflection is healing. It's a healing process. Um, and I think once again, in knowing this busy bubble overscheduled world that we're, we're constantly being, you know, we're, we're trying to fit into this world that that rhythm doesn't, go with how we are meant to be operating as humans. So again, when we follow these cycles of reflection, we are always in our rhythm that serves us to, you know, to the best of our abilities to uh, remain in our uh, uh, awareness to the, to the best way possible. 
I, I always tell people as well, I, I journal for the 21 days of Mercury retrograde and start observing everything. It's a really great challenge. The 21 day journaling under Mercury retrograde challenge. I always um, enforce that for people because it's fun to document how you watch these cycle, this cycle of reflection work in your life and what it's asking you to do and what changes come up. So as we are, again, doing our mastering Mercury retrograde, what we have is we're always going to be alerted before it's coming. And uh, this is a very strong misinformation mis that circulates. People, the terminology of the difference between what is the approach to Mercury retrograde and the shadow of Mercury retrograde. And there's so many, I, I see it in the memes, uh, you know, the things around, you know, that float around, especially on, on social media, which, you know, most of the time that information is not always the most accurate to take in your life, <laughs> depending on what the information is. So go research that. But people call the approach the shadow, and and there's two. They are separate terms, and it is called the approach because it's before it happens. The shadow is after, always. So, round in about two weeks before the retrograde officially starts, and then we'll span for the twenty one days. It is called the approach, and this is the math geeking. Where when the approach begins, it is when the Mercury is crossing over the exact place degree point in the astrological sign that it's going to retrograde back to because it starts in one, you know, at one point, then it goes backwards in the zodiac measurements of how we, you know, look at that 360 degree wheel. So the approach starts at the mathematical mark of where it's going to go all the way back to by the time the 21 days is up. And then the shadow is the time it takes that mercury going forward after turning direct to retrace what it just went backwards through. So once it crosses back over the point of where it started to retrograde, the shadow is complete. So that's the the, the difference in the terminology there. So under the approach, we've got like these, you know, it's around in about two weeks before it starts. And this is our technically preparation time for the retrograde. So we want to get our ducks in a row for the time that we're going to take under those 21 days to to honor the reflection. And, you know, certain things, if, if under, especially under the approach or nearing the approach, you know, if, if you, you know, you know, your car's making a funny noise, take it into the shop under the approach or very close to it because it's probably 
highly, you know, like, likely that your car will have an issue under the retrograde because, of course, it's a travel mechanism. And Mercury loves making anything that's faulty and not moving correctly, it, it tends to make it, you know, wonk out when it's retrograde. Um, mechanics are <laughs> very highly in demand when it's a Mercury retrograde. But at that point, where you can get into a little bit of a trouble is your human error is extremely high under the retrograde itself. So even your human mechanic can make a mistake. Um, I, I tell people to the best of their ability, even if you have elective surgery, when it comes to things like, you know, health matters, don't schedule a surgery under Mercury retrograde if you can help it. I mean, if an emergency shows up, that's one thing, but, um, you know, cause your doctor is human too. And I don't know, I, I don't want to elect to have surgery when human error is the highest during any other time of the year. It just, uh, that doesn't make any logical sense to me. So um, again, your approach period is when you just want to prepare properly to be able to allow the slowdown, allow that relax to the best of your ability, allow whatever reconnections need to happen, allow the re recreating the, the, you know, just enjoying again, finding joy in the reflection. So important, um, to understand the, the rhythm of what a Mercury retrograde really wants any of us to do. And then when we have the shadow, a shadow begins once the Mercury again, stations, and then turns direct, and then it retraces those same steps. So the shadow is the correction period. It, it irons out the, the wrinkles, uh, as I tend to call it. If we put, we, if, you know, sometimes things will just show up under a retrograde and you, you've just got to deal with it. You know, it took you by surprise, perhaps. It was something, you know what, even under the best preparation, you didn't know it was going to fall out that way. And, and that is, you know, just sometimes what we have to deal with. So if anything that we had to do concerning any matter of importance under the retrograde, if we have discovered it was made an error, that shadow passage is the correction. So we, we, we get to like, you know, take the iron and again, we, 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 we smooth out the wrinkles that showed up. Uh, under the retrograde itself. And, you know, once again, if there are new situations that presented themselves, and let's say you did meet a new person in your life, or there's a new business contact, or, you know, whatever the case may be, what you're going to notice under that shadow is, is you're going to see the energy of that situation or experience, it'll shift. And, it's kind of like, oh, oh, now I see this a little differently. Because again, our thinking becomes a little more clearer and the movement is going in the right direction of whatever it is. So, and then we realize, oh, maybe we got misinformed under the Mercury retrograde about something. And then we notice that that gets corrected under the shadow. Um, you, you really watch that in the news quite a bit is, um, and you know, it's even funny, like if you are a, 
you know, news watcher, you, you'll notice that there's misprints in articles uh, when you're watching, like, you know, the, the newscasters, they kind of flub their words a little bit more. Um, you know, they make natural, natural errors. And, you know, it's not like the end of the world or anything, but people's communications are a little tripped uh, a lot of the times. And uh, trust me, in any, especially interpersonal relationships, um, close relationships, especially, you you notice, um, well, I suppose it can happen just with a stranger in public if people are in a bad mood. But, you know, people can get very, you know, their anger can get riled under Mercury retrograde and, and just, you know, they get really highly upset and, you know, they argue with each other. And then all that becomes this just mix up of murkiness. And then that needs to be sorted out at some point. But sometimes people just, you know, end everything under a Mercury retrograde because they realize, ah, okay. But then sometimes under the shadow, it it does come back to, okay, well, we're going to sort this out differently because we, we just did that under the heat of a Mercury retrograde moment and we should have had more patience. <laughs> That's, um, you know, always important. So what is also very interesting when, when you tie in, because of course with the numerology, um, any word, name, or title has a numerical, what we call, it's a name expression. So, you know, numerology is is so vast and, and the um, wonderful self-knowledge that it has for all of us. And aside from how we analyze the birthday and, and get into understanding current cycles and different periods of time in our life and, and what energies via numbers are guiding those certain times, we have um, how our name is or how any word, name, or, or a title, how it resonates because every letter in the alphabet has a number attached to it as a vibration. Now, I only utilize the Chaldean uh, Hebrew Kabbalah alphabet because that was how I was taught this work. Uh, there is another way it can be done. I don't find that to be as I was advised when I was taught, it's not as accurate. It, it does bode some, you know, kind of plausibility. But the Chaldean numerology is just so, it's deeper. It's, it's a much more spiritual understanding. And it, and it really has much to do with the fact that there are these Chaldean karmic mysteries that are attached to every number 10 and up that go into the, well, they stop around the early fifties. There's, there's no more meanings to anything. And then you just reduce numbers down and, and take everything from there. And if you do have familiarity with the Tarot, um, these Chaldean karmic mysteries are quote unquote, loosely translated from the major arcana, which only goes up to 22, but there's, there's an association with it nevertheless. So when you take the title of Mercury Retrograde and, and, and lay out all the numerology that uh, applies to the name, you will find that it adds up. And again, using the Chaldean numerology system and in brief to explain the difference, the Chaldeans said 
there is no ninth vibration in sound. There are only eight natural notes on a musical scale. So when they attached the numbers to the alphabet, they there's no nine. It's only one to eight, and it's not. It doesn't circulate one. To, the, the, the Western numerology does it the other way. They this circulate one to nine, one to nine, and then the remainder by the time you get to Z. So they just circulate it that way. Where the Chaldeans said, no, this letter has this vibration. This letter has this vibration, and so when you're looking at that the the Chaldean alphabet, it is not straight across like one to eight looping. It's all scattered all over the place. So it just becomes another language that you understand. So that's the difference between the Chaldean and the um, uh, Western way of understanding uh, name expressions and calculating them um, correctly. So when you take the title of Mercury Retrograde and utilizing the Chaldean system, it, it computes to a 13 vibration, which is very interesting. Now, some people would immediately get into fear about the 13 because some people like it. Some people don't. Some people think Friday the 13th. I, I could get into, I, I, maybe I'll do a whole show about that. But um, the 13 represents in its Chaldean karmic mystery, it represents regeneration and change. So it's a four vibration because you take the one and the three together and the, the, the root of it is a four because you add one and three equals four. That's what we always do in numerology. We always reduce a compound number to the single digit to find that root energy. And here's where we understand when we look at the four and the four is guided by Uranus. So Uranus is always about the unexpected. Number one, first and foremost, there's always got to be a change of plan when, when you got Uranus involved. So what's so interesting during Mercury retrograde is that's exactly what's going on. We, we always have these unexpected weirdnesses show up and we've got to adapt and we've got to work with it. We don't need to resist it. We just need to regenerate it and work with change. So when we get into the definition of what the 13 means and how the Chaldeans deeply understood it. And I'm just going to read the definition uh, verbatim so that we've got that down. And I think you'll find this very interesting about the energy of Mercury retrograde. The 13 is not an unlucky number, as many people believe. The ancients claimed that he who understands how to use the number 13 will be given power and dominion. The symbol of the 13 is a skeleton or death with a scythe, breathing down, excuse me, reaping down men in a field of new grown grass, where young faces and heads appear to be thrusting through the ground and emerging on all sides. 13 is a number of upheaval, so that new ground may be broken. It's associated with power, which, if used for selfish purposes, will bring destruction upon itself. There is a warning of the unknown and the unexpected. Adapting to change gracefully will bring out the strength of the 13 vibration and decrease any potential for the negative. 
13 is associated with genius, also with explorers, breaking the orthodox and new discoveries of all kinds. So when we take that understanding and look at Mercury retrograde, it's a time where, again, we're doing that research. We're, we're, we're doing that adapting to change gracefully and, and we're not fighting what needs to happen when it's, when it's a Mercury retrograde. Um, and it's, you know, just super important to, again, allow that to be how we navigate it and not fight it. And when we don't fight something, we, we, we have a better result with that. So we want to, you know, get out of our, it's like funny, Mercury uh, does rule the brain and, and, and our think our thought processes, but it's like, you want to get out of your head during the Mercury retrograde and, you know, kind of deepen into your heart and, and, and give your brain a rest. And again, if you're, only working with what already exists and, and, and working in that capacity and kind of holding that practice, the, the, again, the rewards of this cycle of reflection are just so amazing. So keep that in mind. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is how the lexigrams of Mercury retrograde work. And the lexigrams are what I wrote my book about. It's all in the name. Uh, the hidden power within words. And this is the, it's like the third divination tool I, I utilize in my in-depth readings is it's how the, and it, this can loosely be done in other languages, but English is the standard language that this works in, like it works standard across the board in English. Um, I've played around with other languages, but it, it doesn't work in other languages like it works in English. And that was how I was taught. So it's a way that we can spell out the truth. And basically lexigrams are taking the, taking any word, name, or a title, and you're going to anagram. So you're going to spell other words out from the original. And you can, you're only allowed to use the letters in the original word, name, or title. And then you take those anagrams and you phrase them like poetry or prose to quote unquote, spell out the truth. So these are the lexigrams that you can spell from Mercury retrograde. And again, anything I'm going to say next is only something you can spell from the word itself, title of Mercury retrograde. Day to day, greet your urge today. Got to redo, got to retrace, got to reroute your game. Got to recreate to reorder, got to reeducate. Got to go to a great art, got to go to a great comedy. Go redecorate, go retreat, go read, try a reread. You, go meet your core team, go do yoga. Go emerge, record a rare dream. Go meet a tame courage. Got to reduce our terror. Got to reduce a rumor. Go to a regard to reduce a regret. Go. Try to agree. Go to a truce. 
go to meet a true ego cure. Trade outrage to grace. Trade outrage to a courage remedy. Got to go to a mer- mercy to cure a greedy ego. Got to greet a more mature area. Go to a remote area to meet a great remedy. Got to go to your gut. Go to a God. Adore you. And we also get out of it, cure our ego, go meet and greet the retreat. So that's just a little interesting tidbits that we can spell out the truth concerning Mercury retrograde. And, and, and the thing about the lexigrams, when, when, and I'll do a, probably a whole show on them and, and give you all kinds of examples. I know in the last couple episodes, I've, I've sprinkled them in a little bit. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for a, a future episode of uh, really diving in, into them a little bit because they're they're really fascinating. Once you get into it, you, it's kind of like a healthy addiction. <laughs> but it, it the the point of the lexigrams is that whether we're looking at a name, a word, or a title, it is telling us within the way we can take these anagrams and phrase them like poetry or prose. It it explains what to do with it or how that person is going to be or what their experiences is, is going to be like, what their cycles are going to be like, what the, what the purpose is. Um, there's all kinds of ways that these lexigrams, you know, truly work. I mean, it's no mistake in the English language as we know it, the word earth and heart are the same exact letters. If you're not in heart, you're truly not living on the earth. And I think where a lot of people miss what silent, you know, being silent is about is because they don't stop to listen. Silent and listen are the same exact letters, just rearranged. Two of my favorite lexigrams right there. And my, my all-time favorite lexigram is, is how do you really truly evolve? Well, that's in the word too. You have to love. So... Little lexigrams one-on-one there. (laughs) So to uh, give you a little heads up, uh, again, this is, you know, uh, I wanted this to be a very, um, not tell you about what what the next Mercury retrograde is going to be like um, or how any of them have passed. Uh, I wanted it to be a, this is like a go-to about Mercury retrograde. So, you know, anytime you, you need to understand the rules and the, and the regulations, um, you know, this is, um, this is, this is how, how we're going to do it. Um, so, you know, once again, we want to make sure we're always working with a cycle of reflection. Um, and at the time of recording this podcast, we will be, and we're here in in early August right now, by the 20th of August, we will start the approach to the third Mercury retrograde of 2022 that will begin September 9th, and it will take us through October 2nd. That will be in the signs of a very 
early Libra moving back into late Virgo in the uh, mathematical span on the zodiac wheel. So, and the shadow of that one will end on the 16th of October of uh, coming up later in the fall. So we, we're going to be um, going back to... Um, going back to school, <laughs> getting back to the fall routine, but it's going to be a little offset in 2022 because we're under this Mercury retrograde energy uh, in September. So that's just something to have the heads up on. Uh, again, if you're uh, joining me on Soul Certainty Community on Patreon, I will be having all the heads up about that. I will be doing a workshop um covering the deep dish details of this one. And to touch upon, as we discussed in the beginning of the episode of there are other inner planet retrogrades that are also very important to understand, which will span in from Venus and Mars. And I'm just going to lightly touch upon those. And they don't retrograde as often, thank, thankfully, <laughs> as, as Mr. Mercury does. So um, Venus is about every 18 months and so is is Mars when they retrograde. So uh, Venus, when she was last retrograde, uh, was how we closed out 2021 and we opened up 22. We were under a Venus retrograde at that time and that was back in the sign of Capricorn. So we pulled into, uh, it was December 19th, she turned retrograde and... Um, you know, everything went a little offset there. And, and I think most people could agree January was not the most fast moving month. And then what also happened in January of 22 was Mercury pulled in and went retrograde mid January. That was the first one of 22. So they were overlapping for the last couple of weeks of January. And, and you know, that was a, a bit of a rough ride for, for some people because when they, when you have two inner planets retrograding simultaneously, that is very tricky. Um, it's just extra, you know, disturbances in the force, so to speak. Now, when Venus retrogrades, she is not, she doesn't cover what Mercury does. She's about the values, the money, securities, luxuries, and our relationships. So those are all her topics of reflection whenever she's retrograde. And then we have Mars. And he's he's another one who's, he's different. But he takes, I always say, with, with a Mercury, with a Mars retrograde, Mars takes the energy of a Mercury retrograde and amplifies it by 10 so it's more dicey because Mars is our planet of motivation, our planet of desire, our ability to take action. It, it is aggressive, but it's our planet that really says wherever it's transiting, we have to warrior up. You know, we have to get our courage on and we've got to utilize our patience and kill them with kindness. Um, like, you know, big time, tenfold. You know, it has to happen this way or we will get caught. And Mars is associated with speed, as Mercury is as well, because he deals with travel. So when Mars is retrograde, when we're in a rush, and Mercury, this will apply to Mercury too, but Mars is like, again, take take that rule and amplify it by 10. So when Mars is retrograde, you really don't want to be in a rush. 
you really need to slow it down because you're, you, the tendencies for accidents is, is, is intense. Um, and just volatile, you know, again, conflict, penetrating situations. And the last time Mars was retrograde was in the fall of 2020. It started uh, just around um, election day. And that is really one of the reasons why there's all this controversy about the election in 2020. Um, no matter what side of it you believe is is the truth, there's still controversy to this day about that election. And there's arguing and in, in this aggressive energy. And we locked in to that happening under a retrograde. We were also under a Mercury retrograde at the time. So that was another doubling up of interplanet retrogrades. So it was very tricky. Now, what will be coming up is as we start the approach to this next Mercury retrograde, by September 3rd, we're going to start an approach to another Mars retrograde that will start the 30th of October, carry us through the remainder of 22 and open the doors through January 12th of 23. Mars will be retrograde. So that's a very long time. And he he's, as the inner planet, he takes about two months to get, a little over two months to retrograde, which is why those that pass is very tricky. So we want to be very prepared for that. Um, I'll probably do a whole, another, you know, coming up episode about that too, to get people prepared and, and what to expect and, you know, just how to work with this. Um, as we close the door of 22 and open the door of 23, we are under another Mercury retrograde and the Mars at the same time. So it's going to be, um, quite, uh, you know, bumpy. And I definitely get into that as well on my soul certainty, um, on Patreon for how that affects America's forecast, um, in the, uh, accepting accountability in America, understanding an eight personal year cycle, um, that, uh, post has, it has a, has a recording and it has a whole, um, PDF forecast for, what is happening and how these cycles are affecting America and, you know, just what to be ultimately prepared for and, and to expect. Um, and again, it's, it's going to be, um, there's a lot of, you know, pretty sensitive energies coming our way. And, um, so that really takes us to, you know, understanding these mastering, our cycles of reflection and, um, you know, again, all the planets retrograde, they just do it at different paces. Our outer planets are different to understand. So we just want to, um, be mindful of what we do during the inner planet retrogrades over anything else. So that is, uh, what we want to be again, most aware of is uh, watching our moves under any inner planet retrograde versus um, our outer ones. And just as a closing note, if you remember the Titanic, which most people understand what the Titanic is, the Titanic sets sail under a Mercury retrograde. 
So if that doesn't tell you <laughs> about that, and there was one major moneymaker who didn't get on that boat because he listened to his astrologer, and uh, that was J.P. Morgan. He was the only one that didn't get on the boat. So take that into consideration, and uh, we'll see you next episode, dear stars, and catch me on Soul Certainty on Patreon. Take care, never compromise, living consciously.